What's up, everybody? Kevin Wagstaff here, one of the owners and founders of Spectora. This week on Spectora Spotlight, we're mixing it up, and I'm interviewing two of our support team members, Katie and Lulu. They're both amazing people, rock stars, great at their jobs, very sweet people. Um, but I wanted to give you guys some insight into our support team, why we do things the way we do, common questions, advice they would have for new inspectors because they talk to hundreds and thousands of inspectors and uh, and they just have great insights and I think they're just great people to get to know if you're a part of the Spectora network or thinking about it. So hope you enjoy it and uh, we'll talk to everybody soon. Katie, Lulu, thanks for taking time out of your busy day and leaving support open. Not really, there's people covering it. Um, <laughs> let's have you all introduce yourselves to everybody because not everyone has seen your faces and heard you talk. So Katie, we'll let you tell a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in Spectora. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hi, I'm Katie. Probably talked to a lot of people watching this video, but um, I have been here just over a year and I'm the head of client success now. So that's very exciting. Um, I come from a psychology background in college and a lot of customer service along the way before I found Spectora. So um, just excited to be here. And I feel like I'm living the dream, to be honest. Southwest and Chipotle, right? Yes. Are two notable companies that I'm sure people have heard of. Yeah, big, big uh, corporate headquarters, but that's not the life for me. So here I am at this little tech startup and I love it. And you've dealt with angry people that have missed their flights. So home inspectors are not exactly a walk in the park, but they're better at times right i'm well equipped awesome. <laughs> definitely right on um lulu tell everyone who you are i'm lulu i am one of spectora's newbies um well i guess i'm not a newbie anymore doesn't seem like it anymore a million more <laughs> so i came on about uh six months ago at the end of this month um and i'm so happy to have found my my home here i come from a medical background um which to put it very simply was a lot more sterile and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Um, and anyone that's watching, it's talked to you all. It probably doesn't seem like you've only been here six months in a year because people just like, they forget sometimes and they're like, Oh yeah, Katie, Lulu. And they'll throw out, you know, like you all have been here for years, which is really awesome. And a testament to, I think how great you all are at what you do. Um, but I, want, I thought this would be awesome to get you all on here and just talk shop, talk about client success, talk about the chat bubble, talk about whatever else is interesting to you all um, because it's mixing it up and it's more fun. Um, so I want to hear from each of your perspectives and Lulu, I'll start with you since you're the newest, um, what it's been like working, not only in Spectora, but more like in this industry, like working with home inspectors, just so they can get a perspective of like just how different, different worlds are working with medical professionals and then at another startup that you were at. Yeah, I, I've, I've definitely had no idea what I was coming into. Um, I'm somewhat familiar with the real estate industry as a whole, and I've never purchased a house before. So I'd never really interacted with home inspectors uh, for any personal reasons, and I've never um, I had no idea what went into home inspection. And it's been the coolest thing to get to know. It's such this niche community. Um, I, I, I think our inspectors are great. I'm always bragging them to them about my family or to my family. Like that's not something that would have happened <laughs> in the past. Um, inspectors have earned bragging rights for sure. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, that's it. I just think that they've got so unique this industry. whole little, 
super yeah. casual, like super fun. Um, you know, where else can you send gifts back and forth to customers, uh, you know, or, yeah. or clients? We'll talk about that. Subtly. Hard to come by. Definitely. And they, um, it's, it's this very, like, there's such a high intense, high intensity behind home inspecting as itself. Like there's a lot riding on it. There's, um, a lot of pressure to get it done quickly. And, um, maybe a little, a little pressure from different ends to maybe not do it as well as the home inspector wants, but they're guys who take all of that pressure and, um, they just, they're there to do their job and do right by their client. And I think that's really admirable. I think everyone was shocked at how vast this world is. Everyone just thought like, oh yeah, it's a guy that just comes and tells you what's wrong with the house. It seems so chill and laid back and how much really can it be about? And then you realize that like, I've heard from people they're like, oh, that there's conferences. Like, oh, there's like Facebook groups where they like gossip and like talk shit about, you know, it's like, there's all these things that they're like, I had no idea, um, which is pretty hilarious that I think everyone's had that same exact reaction. Um, Katie, what about you? Compare and contrast with, uh, with your previous lives. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very different from a working at Chipotle. I was talking with um, restaurant managers. So 19 year olds who don't know much about <laughs> safety and trying to um, walk them through the policies that they're supposed to already know and stuff like that. Um, definitely a very different crowd, but similar. <laughs> Similarly, I'm just there to guide them through. And so I think that I pull on that experience a lot. Um, and then at Southwest doing escalated customer service for you know canceled flights and things like that was crazy. Um, so I'm very happy to enter a field that's a little bit less intense um, on that front. Obviously these guys, I'm so impressed by, you know, you think it's just like a home inspector knows a lot about homes, but they have business sense like these guys are killing it in the business game too and like a lot of them don't have any schooling they're not like you know MBAs or anything so it's it's really impressive to see and I like you know kind of encouraging them to always reach for more too that's a fun part of my job love that yeah because uh, it's a true you know they're entrepreneurs they're having to figure everything out on the fly and be just okay at a bunch of different things and then be really good at home inspections. Um, not easy. Definitely not easy. Um, shout out to your backgrounds, by the way, your candle and artwork way better than mine. I got to work on my background. Um, anyway, so let's talk about, let's, let's, let's first define kind of what we do even. Cause I think like our client success has gone through many iterations since the beginning. So for anyone that hasn't been with Spectora for many years, you should just be me on the bubble. This is every day, all day, every day, me. Um, it started with email. And so it's come a long way and you all have taken the torch and done so well with it. And I think you've defined our culture on client success. So like, Kate, tell me a little about how you reacted when I was like, hey, let's talk about what we even call this thing that we're doing and like, why did we change it? Yeah, I think customer service just sounds gets a bad rap icky yeah no one <laughs> no one wants it yeah no one wants anything to do with customer it. service yeah. yeah even if it's good customer service that's not going to be something that like sticks in your brain where someone is like hey how's your baby doing you know like right, that's right. a conversation that I have with people regularly where I know about their families and I ask about them and we have a full on like friendship with these guys 
Um, and I think that's huge, but also, you know, changing it from customer service to client success, it changes our mindset where, okay, I am responsible for this guy succeeding. So what do I need to look at in his account other than just what he's complaining about? Like what other steps can we take to like really round this out and put him on his best foot forward? So I think there's a huge difference to that and just kind of, you know, solving yeah. the problem, sending them on their way as quickly as we can. It steps the game up. And I think like it's, we can always redefine things in any, in any business and the way, and the level we do things at. And I think a lot of people always say, oh, it's the best service I've received anywhere, any company, anywhere. And I'm always like, wow, that's, that I wouldn't have expected that. That's amazing. Cause the bar is set so low. I think if you call Comcast or CenturyLink or whatever, it's like, you're just going to be a debacle, right? It's going to be a dumpster fire. So I love that we've made that shift um, and that everyone's embraced it um, quite a bit. Um, and Lou, I guess I'm curious from your perspective, how that's changed, how you've even thought about it differently since we've even said like, Hey, we're not just like, okay, what's your question? Let me answer it. It's more like, Hey, what else can we find or what else can we anticipate to help customers because that's just rare to find right yeah absolutely um i've never dealt with that in customer service it's not something that i've been trained to do um but getting on with the girls and you and understanding that we're not just here to solve the problem in front of us um if we're in an account and we notice something else we're of course going to bring that up too because it's not just about what's in front of us getting them out of the chat so that we can help the next person in the queue um we're there not only to ensure that the inspector is successful with Victoria, but in their business, like we yeah. care and we're a family and what can we do not just to solve this problem, but what's going to make tomorrow better too. I think a lot of people, when they talk about like, Oh, it's a subscription service. I don't want to pay monthly for software. It's like, they forget about these exact things that like, Hey, every time you write in, you're going to get one of our smiling faces being like, Hey, what, else, how's it going? How's your family? How's business? What are you getting reviews? Um, yeah. things like that. I don't, you don't think you get that when you pay your 800 bucks and then they're just on to get the next sale. I don't think they're invested in your success because they have your money already. Um, let's talk about the chat bubble. So the mostly loved tool that we use to support people. I think we've all done client success or customer support in different capacities. I did phone support for a lot of years at Schwab, like banging out like 80 calls a day. Ran me ragged. And I know both of you have, have, have had different experiences there. So Lulu, tell me what you love and don't love about the chat bubble and why you think it's best for everybody involved. I mean, I think inspectors have a great point when they write in wanting to talk to someone. Um, it's a connection that you miss when you're talking to someone over chat, especially if you've dealt with other chat bubbles in the past. It's True. very robotic. Yeah. Um, you don't know if there's another person on the end. It's miscommunication. And a lot of things can be better articulated over the phone than they could over chat. Um, but for us and for most of our inspectors, I think you get something so different out of the chat bubble. I can see where you are in real time. I can send you a screen recording of your account. I mean, you pick up the phone to call someone. And if you're ever doing tech support over the phone, you're not going to be on the same page right away. And I have to log into your account. I have to find this and that. It's it's. You think it would be saving time to just communicate things over a telephone call, but all of the support calls that I've made, I've actually found it to be a lot less efficient for the inspector. 
that's such a good point. And I, there's obviously isolated cases where it makes sense where, Hey, if you're driving and you just have to tell us something, we don't want you texting and driving on the chat bubble or whatever. But I've, I've done so many tech support calls where I'm like, uh, I just wish I could kind of show you what I'm talking about. It's this page and it's got this box and this button and there's like, what? And it just never, it just is a, never works out. But, um, Katie, you're, you love the chat bubble, right? I, we all love the chat bubble. Um, champion of the chat. Bubble. Yeah. What else, what else do you think is great about it and why we do it and kind of why, and to be honest, we've, we've really trained an industry almost and in, in kind of all of our customer base to utilize it to benefit everybody. Because I, I don't think a lot of inspectors realize it literally you made a good point of like most chat bubbles sucking and being robotic. So as soon as they write in, they just expect an automated answer and expect like, Oh, here's 10 articles go away. Um, instead of a person, but it allows us to, to work with so many more people at one time. Cause if we had to hire another 30 people to answer phones all day, guess what? We might have to raise prices more or we might have to have worse service or not be able to have as many developers or whatever. So yeah, Katie, tell me a little, your thoughts just around all the chat bubble and the, the people that have written in and loved it and hated it. The bubble. Yeah. I, I do understand the biggest, the biggest thing that I totally am trying to hack here is people who don't quite know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not super tech savvy. So they're trying to type out an issue and they don't know what words to use. So for that, it is a little bit easier, you know, at the very beginning to explain the situation, potentially, yes. Um, but from then on, I think we have been so aggressively developing how we do support on the chat bubble that it is so efficient now where we have videos that are queued up for certain circumstances. So if you wanna know how to do this one thing, it's a commonly asked question it's a video that might as well be customized to send to you, but we have it queued up. So it's as fast as we can possibly deliver it to you. And as I guess, big of an answer as we could give you with the most amount of details, a video walking you through how to do it. So I can't give you that over the phone in any capacity. I can try to explain where to click, but if we're on different pages, it just becomes a mess. So that's the biggest thing that I'll say is that we have so well perfected that you know quick but very thorough and thoughtful answer and we're continuing to do that that's like one of my initiatives for the next quarter is just to round that out um and i don't think that that's expected you know i understand where people are like i've never had a good experience on a chat bubble so yeah but give us a chance <laughs> it, gets, it really is the best of all it is the best of all worlds in my opinion where it's like you get the human touch but then if you just need a quick answer you you all have done amazing with articles and videos getting them just boom it, it gets you on your way if that's all you're about you bring up a good point that i've actually never considered which is and this is selfishly speaking i love it because it forces people to articulate what they're seeing and feeling and doing which makes them have to understand their issue better because i think Sometimes over the phone, we can be, we can get away with being lazier, but say, oh, the thing's not working. Well, well, which thing? And then we do the whole song and dance. But if you have to type something out, I think it's just like when you write, they say you have to know something to write about it. So I think it's a, it works on that front too. It makes people really think through what's happening and then they have to type it out. You know, and I'd just say that that's, that is beneficial to the inspector. Some guys are like, I don't want to have to know why this problem occurred 
but you know, if you're going to be in this business and that, that software is going to be your main tool to run your business, you ought to know the ins and out of it, acts of it. Like you can't just show up and not know what's going on. You have to be the expert in not only inspecting, but in the software. And then obviously we're here to help with that process of becoming the expert and if there are any issues, but it is just huge to actually know what you're doing because it increases your confidence as well. Totally. And I've seen guys come in and be like, I don't know how to use this. I don't know. I'm not tech savvy. I don't know how to use this bubble. And then a month later, they're writing in like, Hey, Lulu, what's up? Like I've seen drastic transformation. So I, everyone, anyone that's scared of it, they quickly get over that hurdle. I think just by diving in. And that's like a metaphor for, for life or for business is like, just dive in and it'll get easier the more you do it. Um, speaking of that, Lulu, what are some common new inspector landmines or, or questions that they come across where you're just like, yep, you're new. I know you're about to ask this and here's the answer. Um, <laughs> like what's the most common stuff you see? The most common thing I see is probably not understanding the inspection details page. Um, mm. So they'll book an inspection and it goes into space and they'll pull it down on their app and that's that. Um, but getting familiar with building reports, what reports have built in the inspection, um, that inspection details page where you can go manage your inspections, click on the inspection you want that has all the juice in it. And it's the most handy, handy page we've got in my opinion. And then um, understanding how to set up all of your defaults. I think uh, I don't have the right report in my inspection. And then you go into your settings and you have the wrong template set to populate. And so I think that's the biggest one. Yeah. And we could probably do better stuff with like an onboarding wizard that kind of like forces them to do this stuff. But I know our product tours have been helping as well, just to kind of guide people through it. Um, which Katie's Kevin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> um, Katie, what, what jumps out to you when you just think of like the most common things where either we could do better or inspectors just, we know they're going to run into it and we're just ready. I would honestly say questions about the jumpstart package come up a lot because it's it's confusing if you don't separate it, right? So we have the software, which includes all of your features that you need to run your business. And then literally jumpstart, we just tack on a custom website. That's all it is. Yep. It's not, you know, I think a lot of people think that if they don't get the website, they don't get online payments or online agreements or something uh, like that. But the website is just an extra thing that you can get to make your business look super professional and have an awesome custom website that um, you can send out to your agents where they can book online. So I think that's like just huge. They um, kind of get that mixed up, which makes sense because a website could mean a lot of things. Exactly. It's a confusing world for I think most inspectors and rightfully so. If it's not what you're used to, it's kind of like what's hosting, what's a website. And so that's why we were just like, hey, let's put it all into a plan. You're good. You're good for a I didn't year. Even, we got you. I didn't know what hosting was before I started here. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's a nebulous. It's like a generational thing. Like if you don't know much about websites in general. It's a nebulous I thing. Know. Totally. And that's, and that's what we're here for. We're here to be people's tech team. Um, so let's, uh, what advice would you give a new inspector? Because you all are often asked for advice from new inspectors. Sometimes they come in and they're just like, Hey, what template do I use? What do, and sometimes I'm like, I don't know if you want me deciding some of these things, but what, uh, what would you tell a new inspector if he was like, Hey, how do I, how do I get best set up for success? Lulu, you take it. Lulu, let's start with you. 
<laughs> I would recommend um, taking some time, not just with Spectora, but that's what I'll focus on. Um, it takes a lot of time to build your template the way you want it, to set up your availability, to learn such a comprehensive software um, from the ground up. We had a lot of inspectors who write in like, hey, I have an inspection on Friday. It's my first day. Do you think I can get up and running by then? And I think it's definitely possible, <laughs> but you're, you're going to, you're going to get a little behind on a lot of different things because you don't understand it. So you're making an investment. You're investing your time, your money along with our software. And I think the only thing that, um, well, like the best thing that will make you successful is just to develop, to sit down and um, spend several hours building your template, spend time setting up your availability, make sure your profile looks right. What are Spectora reviews? Do I want to set those up before my first inspection? Um, I think you're really setting yourself up for success if you're giving yourself the time to learn a software properly. That's such good advice. I think how many times do we get the, Hey, I'm on my first inspection. Like, how do I put, add the template? And we're like, you waited until you're literally at the house and to like, even look at any of this, like, how are you going to get paid? Like, how are you doing any of this? So yeah, carve out time, like put it on a calendar, like ask us if you need help of like, what do I even like do if you don't, if you're not comfortable yeah. clicking or tinkering around, but I think you just have to click around, which yeah, is hard. inspect your house. Yeah. Just whatever you got to do to practice, take your phone out on your roof. I talked to an inspector the other day who was, he had an inspection his very first one the next day and he was so nervous. So he was on the roof, like, Hey, this isn't working his roof with the Spectora app because he knew that he had an inspection and he wanted to, to make sure he knew everything. And guess what? They said that we would be hearing all the way from Tennessee, their cries for help on their inspection the next day. And they didn't need us at all because they had gone out and practiced. See that, I love, I love uh, like sports metaphors or not always sometimes, but like practicing, like it's a game, like that kind of applies here, right? Where it's just like, you're on a roof, which is kind of scary because unfortunately sometimes inspectors fall off roofs. Um, but yeah, you got to put yourself in that scenario first. So it's like you're, I guarantee neighbors of every, everyone listening would take a home inspection for a dollar or 10 bucks or whatever. That's so you can leave a review. It's got to be a paid paid inspection. Um, right on. No, that's great advice. Katie, what about you? Yeah. What? I mean, just to like round out what Lulu was saying, inspect the software as thoroughly as you would inspect a home, right? Mm. So like, don't do a half-assed job. You know, this is mm -hmm. your livelihood. You're starting a business. And if you're not putting your all into it, then, you know, whose fault is it? It's going to show. Yeah. yeah. It's going to show. Um, but also I'd just say like invest in your tools as well. Like use Spectora for, for example, yep. um, we're obviously biased, but you know, use the premium software that um, will really look good to agents and help market you, you know, invest in getting a nice website and making your business look legitimate rather than trying to learn how to build a website yourself. And then people are just kind of like, what is that? Um, yeah invest in a, a decent tablet or phone that you're going to be using every single day for Huge. two to three inspections a day. What does that mean? What, what, goes into, what goes into a decent device? Yeah. Yeah. So at least four gigs of RAM, I usually recommend six to be like solid, no matter what you're doing. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's like probably two, $300, which is 
you know, considerable. Mm -hmm. But again, this is your main tool to do your job with. And if you think about how quickly you can pay for that versus like a, I don't even know if they have $60 tablets, but I'm sure they do. Oh, they do. Um, yeah. But that thing, that thing is not going to do any good. And it's going to cost you more time and frustration than paying the extra money for a good one off the bat. Cause you're probably going to have to throw it away and get a good one later on anyway. So. Yeah. We've all bought the cheap thing on Amazon and then been like, ah, oh, shit, I should have got the, the, the quality one with the better reviews. Same goes for devices and Ram is R A M you also known as memory. So for everyone that doesn't know this Apple and, and Android devices kind of hide that spec. If you look it up, they bury it because I think it's what they can skimp on to make it cheaper. So if it's got two gigs of Ram, they're not going to like, they're not going to scream that that's why a tablet's 200 bucks or hundred bucks. So, um, totally agree. Something you use every day, just like I bought a nice chair. Cause it's like, we sit our asses in chairs all that's our job. So it's like, why not get a good chair, you know, or a desk or whatever the thing is. Um, great advice. Love it. Um, I've been asking you all questions. Do you have any questions for each other or for me? What do you want to talk Katie about? Katie and I ask each other questions all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, how many gifts do you send in a day? That's what I want to know on average, if you had to guess. We need a stat for that. Yeah. Right. I don't even know. Probably at least. I I almost do at least one per conversation. I think so. That's you could like, be like at a hundred. You could be like yeah, fifty to a hundred like, a day of gifts yeah. sent. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes it's, I send yeah, multiple in a conversation. One. So I know we're famous almost for our gift game. I think a lot of inspectors have said they write in specifically just to to exchange gifts with us. We had a review the other day um, where someone said, if it can't be said in a GIF, is it worth saying? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is obviously no. <laughs> obviously no. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what else is interesting? What else is on, what else, what else do we want to talk about today? I mean, Kevin, you're like the most interesting guy in the room. How about that? <laughs> Maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I guess just like, did you, did you envision Spectora where it is today when you guys first started? Great or question. Just like totally a dream scenario for you. I did envision it, just not this quick. I envisioned it at some point and having, like, this is going to sound cheesy, but like, I literally envisioned having people like you all on the team and like that people that were just great people, personable, smart, driven, all these great things that can like carry us to the next level and kind of just provide, like, I feel in such good hands, like it feels like support their successes in such good hands. You know what I mean? And like, I always envisioned after like two years, basically of waking up every morning and rushing down to go to the computer to see, to clear out intercom or to clear out emails. And at one point it was both, it was like 50 emails and like 50 intercoms and, uh, or 50 chats for those that don't know. Um, and so, yeah, I always was like, man, someday, like someday we'll build out a team. We'll have a great team of people. Um, I didn't know I would love our team this much. Um, in terms of just like the, the joy that you all bring and the joy that you bring me every time we talk, it's like, I get energy from it as opposed to like losing energy, you know, like certain people suck your energy and some people give you energy. Um, so yeah, so I definitely am, I'm a little pleasantly surprised at how many new inspectors 
keep getting into the business, which shows me how much of a shortage there was if new inspectors keep getting in and staying in the business. Um, and so that's a great surprise to me. Um, I just thought at one point there, it would stop. There's like, okay, there's enough inspectors. It's saturated. Well, in pandemic, probably, I mean, you'd think I'm waiting for people to stop signing up, but you know, yeah, we're we're waiting and we're not. Yeah. It's like, I mean, okay, let's make it. Yeah. Let's keep rolling. Yeah. And I think there's definitely job opportunities. So, I mean, there's people that definitely tune into our stuff that are thinking about becoming inspectors. And I still think there's tons of room to go um, in terms of capacity because so many inspectors are booked out two to three weeks. That tells me in some markets, there's not enough inspectors, not enough good ones. So I, I think new inspectors, there's never been more opportunity. And I think certain States, there's no regulation either. So they can just they could start being a home inspector as soon as they finish their internachi classes and get a website and all that. Yeah. It's definitely a very unique industry and not one that I thought I would end up in, but <laughs> I, it's weird that I have found like a home in this industry. And with these guys who in regular life out on the street, I would never talk to. And Right. You know, we find things in common every single day and we get to know each other and it's just such a close-knit industry and I really love it. See, that's so funny you say that because every time, you know, we occasionally take calls from people wanting to like invest in Spectora and they're always just like, how did you get into, you know, the home inspection industry? And a lot of times I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I grew up dreaming of, you know, working <laughs> with the home inspection software. It's like, no, it's it kind of found all of us. And I think that I think some inspectors can relate to this too, where it's less about kind of what you're doing and more about how you're doing it and the people you're doing it with. And I think some people become home inspectors, not because they truly have a passion for inspecting homes, but they enjoy business and they enjoy helping people and they enjoy all these other things about it. And I think a lot of us have that in common. Obviously, I think a lot of us don't come from a construction background. It's more like, okay, we're finding the joy in doing good work and kicking ass and like having fun with each other and get like growing our skill sets. I think that's like what everyone wants to do is growing their skill sets. So um, yeah, that's a good point of just like, we didn't envision this, but we're kind of changing an industry and it's been amazing to kind of bring technology in a fresh kind of approach. Cause I think that's how we're viewed. We're kind of viewed as the cool kids in the industry, which is kind of fun. <laughs> And you all fit the the bill. Yeah, you all fit the bill. First time in my life I've been the cool kid. (laughs) Wait till we go to conferences. You you all are going to have so much fun because I think it brings that energy into real life. um, And your personalities are just like perfect for it. So I think that hopefully the first one's in a nice location. Hey, man, I just can't wait to get a group of people together and like, you know, talk about big ideas and. I don't know. Innovations. It's conferences are so it's like next level energy. And I miss that. Have each of you been to conferences for any particular job? No, Katie, what did you go to conferences for? Well, I went to my uh, sorority alumni Mm -hmm. conferences, which sounds, you know, there's like (laughs) stigma attached to that, whatever, but (laughs) it is incredible to just get a group of women together talk about issues of you know managing organizations which is what we're doing we're volunteering we're managing 400 people at a time 
um, with membership and everything else, it's, it is invigorating just getting people together and talking about ways to do whatever you're doing better. Yeah. Love it. Can't wait for it. Um, I got a good one for you, Lulu. How do you handle the really frustrated borderline mean clients of ours? We love you all, but sometimes the chat bubble can depersonalize people. It's part of the reason why we're doing this is to put faces behind it because there's times it's high emotion. And I think we all have our flaws and we all understand when people get emotional or they're frustrated. We've Lord knows we've had our days where uh, we could do things better. And when things don't work, um, how do you generally kind of handle those tough days or those tough, tough interactions? Obviously it's never fun. There's a lot of reward and usually in getting to the end um, when you've worked through this difficult situation with one of our inspectors who's really frustrated and needs some help. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, but I try to remember I'm behind my desk at a computer. Um, I'm there. I'm in my safe space. I don't know if you guys can tell, <laughs> but there most of the time out on an inspection, they're on site, maybe with not the best service. There's a problem going on. The clients or the agents could be like 10 feet away, wondering, like watching them. Um, there's a lot of stress <laughs> on their side, I'm sure. So, and a lot of things that I can't see when you're dealing with a chat bubble. Um, so always just trying to remember that, trying to remember that what's being said to me isn't, is probably a product of their environment or whatever situation they're in. Um, I like to think <laughs> that that's not, um, if we were together in person, that's not how they would be talking all the time, but everybody has bad days. Everybody has super stressful situations and just trying to empathize with that and not taking it too personally. I think empathy is your one of your superpowers. Honestly, I think it's Spectora's superpower, but I think even more so it comes from you and you're kind of a, you know, our leader in that sense of like really thinking about what the other person is going through sometimes to a fault, because obviously we'll fire people. If someone's going to say certain things to entreat our support team a certain way, it's like, you're done. We're not going to, we have a no assholes policy. So it's like, but the frustration and sometimes people can be sharp and that's under that part's understandable. And so I, I always tell inspectors where I'm like, if you wouldn't say it to someone's face, probably don't type it or don't put it on social media or whatever, when we're coaching inspectors in different ways. But, um, Hopefully that, that rings true and 99.9% .9 are great and they treat you all well, but, um, you know, occasionally the frustration comes in, um, <laughs> Katie, I imagine you have some decent coping, uh, mechanisms from your Southwest days. <laughs> what do you mean? Man, I see it as a challenge. I think at this point, um, because if someone's in a tough situation, like I can either be superwoman or like whatever some evil person would be. The opposite, yeah, the opposite <laughs> yeah, of that, her <laughs> villain. I'm not very familiar with villains because I generally tend to be the superwoman in the situation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I see it as a challenge where like, okay, you know, one, try to try to calm them down because that's one thing that I can offer them as a human being, you know? Like that's, mm -hmm. that's one thing emotionally that I can offer them. Like, hey, we will get you taken care of here. Like give me a couple of minutes, stall with your agent or whatever you're doing um, and just let me work my magic. And 99% of the time I can have them fixed up in five minutes and it wasn't even worth the frustration in the first place. Um, but yeah, even if we have someone who's on and just really frustrated because they've been watching 
the startup videos for like four days and they've been going through second by second and they don't understand it. Um, that's to me is a challenge. Like, can I get this person to understand it? But also, can I get this person to like me? <laughs> like, yeah. can we be best friends by the end of this? So um, I think I see it that way. And um, it's been inter an interesting shift since I started doing that because I don't take things personally. I'm like, well, okay, so he's still upset. What else can I do? Love that. Because we have a job to do at the end of the day. And our job is to help them do their job. And then they reward us by continuing to use Spectora and spread the word, which makes all of our lives better and everyone can continue to progress in their career. So it's this happy, virtuous cycle. Um, happy. I don't want to put you on the spot too much. I'm trying to think myself of like the craziest story or the craziest thing I've had happen on the chat bubble. I don't know if anything comes to mind, but um, I don't know. I didn't prepare you all to um, oh. have a story ready, but there's just, uh, guys, I'm, I'm even thinking back in my archives of like, when I've been on the bubble, what is the craziest thing that I've seen or really? heard? Why can't I think of anything? This is my whole job. There's really bizarre stuff that'll come across, you know, like someone will write in and, um, we can edit this out. If there's <laughs> like, we'll edit it out. Yeah. We had one the other day where it wasn't my chat. Um, it was Dave's and an inspector wrote in and he just had a really simple question on an inspection. Um, something that was up in his report. And he's like, yeah, this was a wild one. SWAT showed up looking for the tenants while I was inspecting yeah. the house. And he had like a black truck or a black van as well. So it was Wow. That's legit. That's a good one. Right. I haven't heard anything that exciting for a while, but you always get like these inspectors just giving you a morsel of your day. And to me, that's one of my favorite parts. Um, like we have an inspector who writes in all the time and sends pictures of his kids, or we have one that will be in the middle of something and just be like, Oh, sorry. Uh, I was at a house and this totally random and hilarious thing happened and that's always really special so if you're watching this and something funny happens while you're chatting with us please tell us yes. yeah we, we want to hear it. the stories <laughs> I, I, I do check-in calls with certain inspectors sometimes and I'll be talking to one for like 20 minutes and then I'll hear some like like rustling in the background and I'm just like are you need a minute are you okay he's like oh no I'm just in an attic I'm just inspecting this house and I'm like dude we've been on the phone for 20 minutes and you're just like doing this on autopilot and I was like that's awesome I guess I guess kind of like we could do our job sometimes on autopilot they can do the same yeah well somebody inspected Shaq's house we figured out that's right that was crazy we Love saw these that pictures. Megan sent the link to me and she was like look at this house on Zillow and you were like why are there big S's, like Superman S's everywhere? We were like, what is this house? It's crazy. Turns out it's Shaq's house. Turns so. out it's Shaq, because I immediately, uh, and it's we only can talk about it because it's public and there's a YouTube video doing a tour of it, which I'll link to for fun. Um, but yeah, Shaq's house had a Spectora report. It's pretty awesome. We've made it. We made it. We made it. Done. Now I can title this. I can just put Shaq in the title and make people yeah. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of clickbait action over uh, here. <laughs> uh, well, right on. We can wrap up here. This has been awesome. Um, anything we didn't talk about that we said we were going to talk about? Anything we need to put out into the universe? I think we hit it. I think we did You're both rock stars. <laughs> this is amazing. Your video debuts in a way. I think one. I think Katie, you made a video before, but. Um, you did wonderful. Good job. You guys are great. Everyone's going to love it. Yay. Hey, everybody. Cool. <laughs>
this was fun <laughs> um all right we'll talk to y'all soon